What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Andrew, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfback. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod. On today's episode, we've got Power Rankings Week 9. Huh, can't even wait to get started. It's going to be a doozy. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's just go ahead and get it out and say, it. you know, some of your favorites have fallen this week. Let's not even mince words. Let's not even waste people's time. It's going to be one of those power rankings where if you really are in tune and been following week by week, you're going to maybe give us our credibility back after we drop some of these names. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Kenton's here. We're ready to go over our rankings. It took us a little minute, but man, oh man, I think we got this one right. I think. Ken, how you feeling? I feel great. And um, I just want to let one thing be known before we get into the show, because oh. I wanted to let this sign fly, but I wanted to wait because I knew that Candace was very intent about me not putting up any more signs during her intro read. You called me a hater, but remember they... Boo moved. Jesus too. They booed Jesus. Did they boo Jesus? They did. Were you there during the Roman Empire? They booed Jesus. According to the good book. According to the good book, at least. I don't think I ever seen the word boo in that Bible. According to the good book. They did a lot more to boo him. They did a lot more to boo him. He didn't rise on the third day because they gently told him he's a wonderful man. So, uh, with that being said, you know, hey, what can I tell you? You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this uh, power. Here I was thinking that you were going to talk about Louisville basketball and make crack a joke there because it was right there for the cracking. Oh, Kenny, we'll talk well, about that. Well, tomorrow. we got a Kenny Payne is in pain joke right there for us. I mean, second straight exhibition loss to a Division two team. That's tough, but it's not yeah. as tough as as some of y'all fans was talking to me. Y'all was talking to me tougher than the two dollar Walmart steak. Now look at you, look at you. Well Thank done, two dollar Walmart steak. The joint that tastes like a hockey puck. Okay. Well, I was going to say the Kenny Payne fire train is definitely too. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Kenny Payne welcome. fire train. I love that. You're welcome. You can have that one. All hey, right, let's get it. Don't thank me. Slam Tanner going to need it. Not me. Slam Tanner going to need that thing. He's still in football season, so let's get I started. Number 14, sitting pretty at the bottom. Syracuse, we wanted to give you like a little bit of higher, higher rise, but unfortunately, just it's still it's still not great, right? It's another loss, another head scratching loss, another reason in week where we say, How did Dino get back on the plane? But yet and still, here we are. Sitting pretty at the bottom is an insane statement. Um, it's an oxymoron, right? Is that what they they are? Yeah, they're sitting hideous down there. I mean, this. It just gets worse and worse by the week. And and so I'm going to tell you this. Um, you know, I always tell y'all on this show that I'm never going to tell you anything that I don't know. And I've reached out to some folks. I've heard from some folks. Dino ain't going to be the only ACC coach that's gone this year. What they got to do with the price of tea in China when we talk about number 14? But, but I was just about, if you could let me get back to that. But Dino and them boys are banged up. They are hurt everywhere. But with that being said, it's week nine. 
everybody's hurt. So dude. wait, 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 wait. So are they get he's getting fired in spite of the injuries, or he's not getting he's not gonna get fired because of the injuries? No, he's getting fired in spite of the injuries. Okay, thousand percent. All right. Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure that we're clear. Yeah, he's, he, he's coaching for his life every single game, like every single game. I don't think there's any more coaching for the life. I don't think there's any more. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I, I don't think I don't think there's anything else you need to do. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Now, from what Can't I heard, hey. it's on life support. It's on life support. He's got a chance, but he's got to do something drastic, which I don't think is possible with this roster. So what are we talking about here? What are, what are we talking about here? All right. Number 13 who also is having a rough go, the Pitt Panthers. The Pitt yeah. Panthers are, uh, you get your butt whooped like that, you deserve to be right here at the bottom. We wanted to get rank y'all higher. We wanted to show y'all some love after upsetting Louisville. We wanted to. We wanted to say, hey, Pitt's turned the leaf. They're going to make a bowl game. They're going to do some good things this year. And Pitt said, I, 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 what, are you, what are you congratulating us for? What you doing that for? Hold on. Hold on. Let's keep it respectful now. Let's let's not play around. And right. lo and behold, the Pitt Panthers are still just as bad as they were, losing by 51 points up there in South Bend. Boy, inexcusable. It's I mean, I get it's Notre Dame, they're a top 25 team, all the things, but like it's inexcusable for that defense to get Molly the way they did. I know some quick three and outs because of the offense, but still just 51 on your, a 50 burger on your head, 50 plus. I have, not seen, I have not heard about a whooping like that out of Indiana since Joe Jackson heard them boys hit that first note. Just <sighs> The jokes are going to fly today. I just, oh, I just see. I, I am going to help, help the church Lord. Number 12, a very new and surprising candidate. Probably hasn't seen their way this far, far down quite some time. If you listen to Davo's radio show. I was just about to say, he's going crazy on the radio show right now. He cussing them boys out. He's not cussing them out. but he's, He he's said, don't old. come for me unless I sent for you. Any The fact that you have some young, you know, up and coming, have not maybe seen the whole Clemson dynasty for real, like really been in tune, questioning his ability to coach and lead has got him in the tizzy. Oh, the biggest tizzy, the biggest tizzy. He's telling them you're part of the problem. Yeah. If you think that I'm doing things wrong. You're part of the problem. That's uh, it, it, interesting. Interesting to say the least. Uh, I'm going to tell you this much. I am, I am very much so looking around and saying to myself, man, this is, uh, it's rough at Clemson right now. And the thing that makes it so rough at Clemson is this is objectively not a good team right now. Like, not even joking. Not even joking. This is, like, not a good team. One of the only teams in the conference that have four conference losses to this point. Nasty work. Very (laughs) terrible work. And, like, to say that about Clemson, like, oh, how the mighty have fallen, all of your favorite insert, cliche, colloquialisms. Like, it's insane, the drop-off. Because you would think, the powerhouse like that, you understand you got to ride the tide and go with the notion. Like, nobody's bigger than college football, Dabo. Nobody. They ain't, they ain't been right since Dabo said he built that program on God's name, image, and likeness. That's all I'm saying. They ain't been right since then. They all I'm right. saying is the Lord doesn't like his name to be played with. That's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm Number 11, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah. It's not for the fact that you know you're not trying. It's you're not executing well, and you don't have the horses in the stable that give us confidence with which they could turn this thing around. 
You know, I'm sure that uh, Dave Dorn and Robert and I are, are so grateful that uh, this team <laughs> exists because they would for sure be the worst uh, offense in North Carolina right now if it wasn't for that. But boy, Wake Forest has just been abysmal offensively. I mean, yeah. you know, when you look at this this team this year, they have not put up 20, uh, they have not put up over 24 points on any FBS team that had a winning record last year. Not a single one, not a single one. And so, you know, it's this team has to figure out how to get points, point blank, period. They they have to figure that out. If you look at their conference games this season, they have not crossed the 20 threshold once. 16 against Georgia Tech, 12 against Clemson, 13 against Virginia Tech, 21. I'm sorry, they crossed the 20 point threshold once against Pitt, 21 against Pitt. Other than that, 16 against Florida State. So I apologize for getting that wrong. I know folks like to get on me whenever I get a stat wrong, but they've crossed the 20-point threshold one time. The lowest scoring offense in the league is averaging 22. Like, what are we doing here? This is this offense is abysmal. <laughs> Wake Forest sits at number 11. We're going to talk about the 10 and above here, but, you know, I will say it's it's nice that the Commonwealth isn't floating at the bottom right now. Want to remind you guys again, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. What are some of the things that you like about the Game Game Time app? Well, I'm glad you asked. Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in my area. You can I can view seats from all venues, spaces, and all of the seats I can get. The lowest price guarantee, even cancellation protection, job loss protection, and all the like. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute available seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, and more. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for your for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Agree, create an account, and redeem Locked On College for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So we're talking through our week nine power rankings. We've got the first four out of the way, but it is here we are at number 10, Virginia. Who would have thunk it? I thought they were going to sit pretty at the bottom for the entire season. And yet they said, hold my beer. They kicked my team's ass. And now we find ourselves, you know, fighting hard. Tough losses, but still in this bad boy. They're playing competitive football. Yeah. Which is a lot more than we can say for a lot of the teams in these power rankings. And mind you, they're playing competitive football after starting off very uncompetitive. Very unserious. They're playing competitive football. They're showing up for these games. This is not a game that you can pencil in as a W for a team that started off this year. I mean, listen, I was ready to call. I was ready to call CPS the way the ACC was spanking this baby around. I was ready to call Child Protective Services. Like, hey, we got to get a caseworker out here immediately because every time them boys in orange show up, it's going to be a beatdown. And lo and behold, they're finding themselves doing some good things here. Yeah, I think it's definitely positive to uh, see Virginia move in the right direction. I think, you know, we were very hard on Tony Elliott and the boys and didn't very. think they would be able to turn this season around. But it's glad to see that they are trying their best at, you know, making every game one that you can't just throw away for the competitors. So give them their credit. 
Number nine, let's say North Carolina. Okay. I really, really wanted to do it for you. I wanted to root for you. I wanted to do all the things. However, semicolon comma, my friends in Chapel Hill, two losses in a row to two bottom feeders of your conference, inexcusable, just inexcusable. You're lucky that I didn't put you last. I tried my best, couldn't convince me otherwise, but here we are wondering what's next for the Tar Heels. Someone said the military ball. I know what's next for the Tar Heels. I know what's next for the Tar Heels. The same thing we always see, a very unserious finish. I mean, what are we doing here? We know who the Tar Heels are. We've seen this story play out. It's a tale as old as time for North Carolina. Offense lighting up the scoreboard. They can't be stopped. Every time they want to score, they're going to score. The problem is the defense couldn't – they couldn't stop a runny nose with every single vaccine to ever exist in human history. They would need a prayer – to stop a, a little bit of a sore throat with hot water lozenges and every type of homemade remedy you could think of. So with not that too much, said, not too much. It's okay. never enough. It's never enough. Here's the problem though, right? Like historically the defense has just not been it. Mind you, I've been in the era of the Quentin Copels. I've been in the Bruce Carter era. Yeah. I've been in the Marvin Austin era. I lived mm-hmm. through all of the defensive greats. You know, mm-hmm. coming off the edge. I've lived through the big boys having sack parties. Like I, I've been there. Mm-hmm. We did. We had you know Yates. We didn't have the quarterbacks that we have now. But I just feel like there's we need. What do we need as a defensive coordinator? Because can Mike is Mike Elko busy? Yes. Okay. But like, is there a Mike Elko esque type defensive coordinator that the next head coach can hire once Mac retires this year? Praise God that can really just give us that spark. Where are the dogs at? For all the dogs, I need a dog-esque defensive coordinator. Let me tell you something. The best thing North Carolina could probably do in terms of defensive coordinator, they could probably go right down the street to Raleigh and say, Tony, we got more money than them. Come on. Come Hell on. No, We don't want it. We don't, we don't want the inside man. No. I'm, I'm not even going to say what I want because you almost made me lose our clean rating right there. With all due respect, um, Tony Gibson has turned uh, chicken scratch into chicken salad many a year. Uh, he wouldn't would, come to North Carolina. That's the thing. I need somebody. I need the outsider. outsider. I would be begging. I would be begging, pleading outside the house with the boombox if I was North Carolina because that defense with with North Carolina's offense that's a playoff team right there. I, no, no ifs ands or buts about it, that's a playoff team. Uh, but. In all seriousness, you are right. Like they need to find a a better something for this defense. Something I mean, for this defense. We got go to Kenton, North Carolina. You can go in the trenches, the Bagwells, Alamance County. Somebody. I'm gonna tell, tell you now. I'm gonna tell you. There's a coach by the name of Jermaine Crowell who's available. He's free. He's got a lot of championships under his belt. He's I mean, I need somebody who chews tobacco. I need somebody who's ready to like go to war. Like, I just Listen. need one of them who got a couple screws. I need somebody who got a couple screws loose. That's it. I, I'm gonna tell you, like I said, it, it'll be a risk because he ain't never coached college ball. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean, Coach Crow. No, no, we've tried. No, that, but very seriously, we've tried that, Dre. Very, I don't thank you. No, thank you. No, no thank but you. very seriously though, very, well, Dre Bly ain't got no championships. Let's, let's right. also acknowledge that. Now he, right. he played for my Lions for years. I love him, man. I watched him play ball for my guys for years. He never won a championship. That's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is very simple. Mm-hmm. This is a team defensively inept. Defensively, Veckless. Defensively, useless. You can put 11 sentient Roombas out there and get a basically the same result that they're giving you. So, you know, let's move on. 
let's move to more important teams, shall we? <clears throat> more important teams. Number eight, the Duke Blue Devils. Hmm. Didn't want to have to do it, but it did. Hmm. I just, I'm really trying to find. I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna have to pay Kitten three hundred dollars, but the way Duke is rolling right now, they might not get the ten wins that I thought, and that's heartbreaking. I need, Lord, I will sacrifice my ankle, my ankle for Riley, if that means we can get ten wins. You got swimmers' ankles. I don't think that that would have. Worked out well for him. Um, I think it, that joint. I did roll my right ankle in college, but I'm willing to sacrifice. Yeah, I, yeah, I roll my ankle yeah, every time yeah. I put on some UGG slippers, but I will sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You, you just roll your ankle every time you put on some slippers, and you think that's what Riley needs. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Riley struggled, but it wasn't Riley's struggles that have Duke here. Duke's identity, they lost it. They lost it. Let's just be very oh, they're not physical, physical, physical. And that's the thing. That's that's who they are. And yet they were out physical. They were out physical offensively. They were out physical defensively. Louisville came out and you think of Louisville as a team that they do everything with finesse. Right. You think of Louisville as a team that they have a great zone running scheme. And when Joe R. Jordan finds a hole in that zone, he get, he puts his foot in the ground. He plants and boom, he's gone. And yet this was a game where Louisville just came out from start to finish. They said, hey, dude, we're we're tougher than you. We're stronger than you. We're better than you. What are you going to do about it? And Duke said, nothing, nothing. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. You know what I mean? Whatever y'all want to do is whatever y'all want to do today. It's it's all y'all. So uh, this was a a very disappointing sighting from Duke. But I will say this. The positive silver lining for Duke. Every team, every year, I believe, they play one game where that's their best game, one game where that's their worst game, and then there's all the games in between us who they are. This, I believe, would be their worst performance of the season. Praise God. Praise God. Because I think, you know, you drop so low because one, you get blanked in week nine, kind of unforgivable there a little bit, but you allow that defense who's been so sound. I think they're broken a little bit and hopefully get that confidence boost back as we, you know, power through these next ones. All right. Number seven, Mm -hmm. the boys down the street at NC state. You beat Clemson, but it's a bad Clemson. I think that's fair yeah. to say. Yeah. However, you know, there is tides are turning and there are good opportunities, very winnable games based on the schedule. So it's not impossible to win out, which NC State has been known to turn the turn the corner. And one thing about it, a spicy Dave riles up a good NC State program. Uh I wish that. Coach Dorn was like that more the time. We need that fire. We need that passion. We need that chip on the shoulder because that's – he is NC State more or less. Whether people want to like it or not, he has that that chip on his shoulder that you are constantly overlooking us, disrespecting this chip. I just wish he would get out of the kitchen and let Anai cook because, boy, <laughs> Robert and I, I – he called a play this week where uh, Kevin Concepcion went in motion and the outside receiver set a pick for him to get open. I want you to think about this for a second. He was, he, he ran that play behind the covered tight end, two wide receivers in the slot and one wide receiver outside. That is insane. For those of you who know ball, y'all understand how crazy that is that the fourth man to the outside set the pick. Long story short, uh, this is a, this is a team that I'm going to tell you this much. Every game is winnable for NC State going forward, but every game is losable. So 
They can rise. They can fall. We'll see. 100% agree. Let's get into these top six, which I feel like are going to really draw some spice. But, you know, it usually does around here. And that's perfectly fine with us. We've been called everything but a child of God. And we're going to get our paycheck on the first either way. Okay. All right. <laughs> right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over, unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash college and kick off the NFL season in the best way. We're midway through, so it's not really a kickoff. It's more of a rise tide. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Kenton Gibbs and I are talking through week nine power rankings, and we're at our favorites, top six and up. Number six, Miami. Mm -hmm. Now, you beat Virginia. Mm -hmm. and I want to give you some love for Virginia, but you should beat Virginia. You know, like I don't want to give you, I want to be too high on you. I don't want to, I don't want you to feel too great about that because that's a supposed to win game. And the fact that you had to do it in overtime, concerning, but still. You know, I'll give it to you. You know, I'm struggling to justify Miami here. I really am, but we'll live. We'll live. I'm it's crazy. You, don't I'm don't say you. I'm struggling because we sat there and had a pre-production meeting and we both talk about this. So that's what I need everyone here who watches live and who's going to listen to this later to understand. Don't be acting like Candace is beating down the frame to make sure that Miami getting this top six where she'll begging and pleading. Like we have these come to Jesus, come to an agreement type of conversations. And then you just say, oh, I actually I changed my mind in front of the group. That's ugly. I just want you to know that. Well, you know what? I'm sorry to tell you. Stand ten toes, SpongeBob. I'm sorry to tell you that I still struggle to justify Miami at six. See, now you done got me amped up. This is a team that Don't we're looking at that Tyler Van Dyke is supposed to be your guy, right? He's supposed to be your guy. Let me tell you something. If I ever find me a woman who stares me down the way Tyler Van Dyke looks at Restrepo, baby, wedding bells will ring. Wedding bells will ring, okay? There's going to be a little KJ running around here somewhere. There's going to be – I'm telling you that. Right now, okay? Because the boy cannot read a defense to save his life. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know why Miami does this every time they play NC State, but somehow their quarterbacks turn into Heisman candidates every single time. Going back to De'Aaron King, going to <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke when De'Aaron King was hurt. I have a, a sneaky suspicion this may happen again this week. But Tyler Van Dyke has thrown more interceptions than touchdowns over these last three games that he started in. He has struggled. But the mightily. team figured out a way to win. They have. They're one and two. I'm sorry. They're two and one in these last three games. They found ways to win. But with that being said, they found ways to win against a Clemson team that, you know, hey, the quarterback is freestyling and wilding and doing his own thing. And against the UVA team that, with all due respect, was pitiful. Pitiful, pitiful, pitiful. Coming okay. This okay. So, so you, you were struggling, I'm right? struggling a little bit to get this team to six. Who are you putting above them? I mean, there are multiple teams that you got a conversation of being above them. Duke, I don't, again, I think that was Duke's worst performance. I don't think they'll play that bad again. Week nine power rankings. We're going off of week nine performances. So okay. either you going to get on a boat in the shit with me or not. Okay. All right. I just want right. to know. I just want to know. Again, I struggle to put this team there 
And I, my ankles hurt from standing on so much business on this one because I'm not moving. I'm not budging from my stance on this here Miami football team. Number five, I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're really shaking things up right now. I can't believe it's not butter. Nah, but seriously. Uh, yeah, Boston College here feels crazy. It feels crazy until, until, and I know a lot of people, and here's the thing. All of y'all are going to look at us crazy and say we don't know ball because of this one, but I'll let y'all in on a little secret, okay? Mm-hmm. This one was mainly driven by Kenton Gibbs. So if you want to say that that locked on the ACC don't know ball because why is Boston College that high, put that on my shoulders. Put it on me. I'm, I'm doing my best Van Gundy impression. I'm a man. Put it on me. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this is a team that's on a four-game winning streak right now. And have they played the greatest competition in the world? No. No. That's objectively true. But they're not going to play the greatest competition coming up. They got Syracuse on the way. So there's that. And then even beyond the fact they got Syracuse on the way, at the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you. And if they have an extremely favorable schedule that clears the way for them to get to six, seven, eight wins, then damn it, they're going to get to six, seven, eight wins. What can you say? Halfland, the boys are back in town. But we're talking about power. To think of where they started, to think of where they are now. We yeah. were calling for Halfley's job. You told the man to go on LinkedIn, and now they might be bowl eligible. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Not, not only bowl eligible, but very seriously, they could. I mean, again, right now they have the longest winning streak in the conference outside of Florida State. That's it. That's the only team that has a longer winning streak in the conference than them. And so – when you go and look at that fact, and then you say they have Syracuse on the way, which is a very winnable game. I don't care what anybody says. The Carrier Dome is not some ooh-la-la, terrifying place. You don't want to play up there. Um, and, you know, the reality is they have Virginia Tech coming to them, which I think Virginia Tech is the better team. But that Lane Stadium is different. It just hits different. And so having them come to you means a lot. That means a lot for this team because – Otherwise, you I would look very differently at this uh, situation for them. So um, this is a team that could very easily rattle off a seven to eight game win streak. I'm sorry, not seven to eight, five to six game win streak. Number four. Number four. I'm gonna let you stand on business on this one again. Oh wow! Because you're the Listen. stats. You're don't let me get get it out. Oh, go go ahead, go ahead, do your thing. Do if your y'all thing, gonna get around. upset. I just want you to know this is week nine power rankings. And, get and we go based on the data. You can guess at me too. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to know the power rankings are what they are. And I'm so can glad we- more people are tuning in towards the end of the show because they knew what time it was. They wasn't trying to hear 14 to through 12, can 14 I, to can, 3. Can go I ahead. just say this? Anybody who says, oh, my God, y'all are crazy for having this team here. Y'all are crazy for having this Georgia Tech team that high. Okay, fine. I want you to do an exercise for me. Name me two other teams that have multiple top 20 wins in the ACC. Name them right now. Go. Quickly. Quickly and with urgency. <laughs> the mic is yours. You beat okay. Miami. This is this is you a beat team North with, Carolina. Yeah, this is a team with a lot of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in them, but guess what? You saw Dr. Jekyll this week. You saw a surgical Georgia Tech team that did what they need to do down the stretch. Again, as soon as I say they can't finish a game, they always going to wilt down the stretch. they like three-week-old roses. They're going to wilt immediately as soon as the game gets tight. Lo and behold, they showed up. Of course. 22 points in the fourth. They of, showed up. Of course, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to give Haynes King his love. You got to give Coach Key his love. Coach Key, 
I might be back on that bandwagon. Who knows? You know what I mean? I, <laughs> You're the most fair weather coach lover I've ever met in my life. I am. And he is. And he is. I don't stand behind none of these. I don't stand behind none of these institutions. None of these institutions stand behind me. Okay. I ain't never seen no coach say, Ken Gibbs asked great question at ACC Media Days. That's my guy. I love him. Okay. What do you mean? The person that you're about to call for the job, Dino complimented your shirt. What are you he saying? Did. He did. He did. But he's been terrible. I can't defend Dino. I can't defend Dino. Hush, and I've never run with Dino. I've hush, never run with Dino. Hush, so what I ride okay. for Dino. So hush. Right, well, Number three. Yeah. Virginia Tech. Yep. Yep. Hokey, hokey. What is it? Hokey high? Teach me. Mm-hmm. But the Hokies are looking good. I can't believe the Commonwealth is deciding to make a top three type comeback in week nine. That's insane. But here we are. I ain't mad at it. Drones, right out. That defense, though, is just really complimenting yeah. what Drones yeah. is they're, doing. And I think that's just exciting. Yeah. They're getting home at a crazy rate. They're getting home, be it blitzing, be it rushing for, be it, they can get home crazy. I mean, they, and here's the thing when I talk about getting home, I mean hitting the quarterback, period. I don't just mean sacks. When you can affect the quarterback, you can, in essence, control the game. And that's what the Hokies have done. In all of these games, that is the common thread. They rush the passer at a crazy rate. They, This is a Hokie team that when you can run the ball and when you can play defense, I'm going to tell you what, we talk about Lane Stadium and how tough that is, how difficult that is. But you know what they say. There are two things that travel, defense and running the ball. And what do the Hokies do well? Defense and running the ball. So, you know, this is is a Hokie team that for as poorly as they started, for as many questions as we had coming in, they're looking good. (sighs) Number two, Louisville. Mails up. Put the mails up, baby. Do it the other side. If, we, if you're going to do it, do it right. Oh, please. I did it wrong? Uh, oh, well, it's because go. it's mirrored. Yeah, it's because yeah. my screen is mirrored. That's mm-hmm. what it is. There you anyway, go. I'm trying to help. Anyway, anyway, L's up. Yeah, you know I mean, hey, listen, like I said, I've, I've admitted this multiple times about this team. I was wrong. I was wrong about this team. I did not know we how to We said they were, they were a dark horse. Like, we said we didn't know what we were going to get. And that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But but here's the thing. I'm I'm never too too big to admit, hey, this team is, is better than I thought and all that good stuff. And this team is. I, I thought that they were going to be about a – Seven, maybe eight win teams tops. This team looks like they could be the conference champs. That, and I'm, I know that some people are going to say that's a stretch, that's impossible, all that good stuff. All I'm saying is this Louisville has consistently found ways to win. That pit game, I believe that that was their worst performance of the year. But other than that, they have shown up week in, week out, and performed. And how many other teams can we say that about? They've shown up every week and performed. How many? We could say Florida State and who else? And even with Florida State, we saw you against Boston College. We You were real low. You were about this far. So, you know, I, I'll give them their guy. But I, I'll also say this. That mm-hmm. three through eight bracket, because I know a lot of people are going to tell us we crazy. and we. Just, I believe very firmly right now, if three through eight were all to play at a neutral site right now, nobody would have more than a – Five to seven point spread. Nobody. Nobody. So, I mean, I, I think that this is I think that this is uh, a very interesting group. And I think that Louisville has separated themselves from that three to eight pack just a little bit in terms of like 
they can win multiple ways. They can win with the big play in terms of passing. They can win with the big play in terms of Joe R. Jordan. They can win a nasty, ugly defensive game, as we saw against NC State, even though they had a quarterback that was throwing up arm punts, but we're not going to go there right now. This is a team that can win multiple ways. They have an offense that is prolific. They have a defense led by Ashton Gelati that could get home, which I just talked about with Virginia Tech. This is a good team. Brom is doing his thing, or the Brom brothers, rather, are doing their thing. The Brahmin wealth, as Lamb Tantalites calls it's honestly making me sick because this is what's supposed to be North Carolina's journey and Louisville's having the journey that I thought we would. So I'm going to give hats off to them, right? Defensively, they are doing their thing, and it's super impressive. But that, like we're saying in the comments here, if you're watching live or you're going to read later, Louisville-Virginia Tech matchup is going to be one for the books. I definitely mm -hmm. feel like that's going to be a good one. Number one that we have here. Soccer. <sighs> Surprise, surprise, you know, that it was such a shocker. It turned my lights off on one of my ring lights here. Uh, this is a situation where I don't think anybody is shocked by this. I don't think anybody is looking around and saying, oh, my God, how did this team end up number one? Listen, they got weapons, <laughs> weapons, and all their weapons are performing. You said, oh, my God, Johnny Wilson went down, so now we can focus it all on Keon Coleman. If Keon doesn't get invited to New York, honestly, I'm going to be sick. I want to ask, did it help? Did Johnny Wilson going down help? Was Keon Coleman quiet? No, he wasn't. That no. boy's a freak of nature. And he runs off the all-star special at Waffle House. That's how you know. That's a that's a human black air force out there at wide receiver. <laughs> Six four. He can run. He can jump. He can shake you out your shoes. But then you look at the quarterback throwing it to him. Jordan Travis, who's played more college football than him? Maybe Bo Nix. That's about it. Ain't nobody played more college football Sam Hartman, than Jordan right Travis. Yeah. You know, and then you look at the backfield, you got multiple guys rolling that defense versus starting to figure it out. He's starting to come along and show that promise that we talked about early in the season. But even if not him, the Loach has outperformed his expectations by a mile. Fentrell Cypress has looked amazing on that back end. This is a team that I said it last week, and I, I stand by this. They're reaching boogeyman status of like a lot of teams can just go ahead and Oh, we got Florida State on the schedule? Yeah, let's go ahead and pencil in the L and uh, keep pushing. Vegas have to stay healthy. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And now it's as if, especially being a conference show, we have to root for them harder because a loss for them with the list that we have is just not good from a national lens, right? Like getting getting upset by Wake Forest might be cute for power rankings. It might be cute for us to talk on the show, but like it's going to be really bad when we're trying to get them in the college football playoff. So, like, I'm not saying everybody needs to jump on the Seminoles train. You never will do that. I get it. But, you know, it, it'd be cute if they go ahead and go undefeated so we can get them in. ACC championship, I don't mind if they lose. But I definitely want them in college football playoff. If they lose the ACC championship game, they're not getting in. I'd rather have them lose now and win the ACC championship. You don't think they would get in? Recency bias. Yeah. The, the, these are but not the ACC championship games are like, you know, crapshoot. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Huh? No, no. They. If anything, if somebody were to tell me what's the most likely scenario that Florida State gets in, if they lose to like, let's say Miami, right? They mm -hmm. lose to Miami and then they blow everybody out from there forward. That's a scenario where they could get in, depending on getting some help from some outside factors. If they were to lose in the conference championship, especially depending on who meets them there, right? Like Louisville is getting a little bit of national respect. They're getting a little national respect. Sure. Cool. Good, they're starting to get that. Like I said, that three to eight range, all of those teams are right there below Louisville. But Kenton, Louisville who is sure, but who is good from a national standpoint where you're like, eh, I'd put them over FSU. 
There, but there are a lot of brands that just because of the brand that they are and the FSU ain't in, a brand. I said the brand that they are and the conference that they're in. You got to hear me out now. The whole second part. Ohio State and Michigan. If they go one and one, whoever wins the first game, they lose the conference championship. Or actually, no, Michigan with their sign stealing Wait, foolishness. I just realized this East and West. They can't. They can't win a. Um, the loser of that game can't win the win the conference. But we've seen before that the loser of that game ends up benefiting because they didn't play, so they end up walking into the playoffs. Like Michigan right now is definitely on the hot seat. They don't want them in anything right now. It doesn't matter. It, they're, they're not they're the, on the, hot the seat. committee. The committee is going to have very biased, and so we're going to have to, FSU the, is in this bad boy. Stop it. The committee can be as bad as they. The committee can be as mad and as biased as they want to be. They went out there and beat their rivals, their second biggest rivals, by forty nine points. But the Big Ten is bad, and that's okay too. I hear you, but the Big Ten has three powerhouses in Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. So if either one, even if you say, "Hey, Michigan loses to Ohio State," what's the excuse then to say, "Oh, you would Ohio put State Penn State loss. over FSU with one loss"? If if Penn State finishes the season with one loss, people will put them ahead of FSU because their best win will be better than FSU's best win. Their best win would be over Michigan. That is a team that would get in in front of a, a, a Florida State team that's a one losser. Yes, absolutely. And look, this is an ugly type of pressure that I just would not want for Mark Norvell, but he doing it. Listen, I'm prayer warriors. We need to get in line in formation. I am I am with you in that if you are smart and you are for the ACC, you root for Florida State right now because you need. But I'm win. with you from a national lens. FSU bring comes out in droves. We saw that at the Wake Forest game. So yeah, I, if you're talking from a brand awareness standpoint I, and you want people to have their eyes on the TV screen, you better put FSU in that college football playoff I, one loss and all. I'm not just saying doesn't matter when it happens. I'm not just saying FSU just from the brand. I'm saying FSU in terms of their conference, in terms of the national perception, because I don't think I believe that if you put the average ACC team in any other power five conference, they look just as average. Maybe even some of these conferences, they look good. I think some of these conferences, they look better than you believe. If you put them in that conference, the Pac-2 looks great. Okay, the Pac-2 looks great. The SEC looks very mid, very mid, hundred percent. But so does the Big Ten. Besides your top. You have very top heavy. Yeah, you got three heavy hitters though, and one is less than three. And, and you got your Big the... Twelve. And you got Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Stop okay. Stop playing. Okay. Stop playing. <laughs> Oklahoma just lost to Kansas. Texas lost to Oklahoma. Stop playing. Okay, guys, and that's why you're gonna watch Kitten on his Locked On College Football Show each and every week, live on Fridays. Friday. Yeah. There's yeah, that. We'll roundhouse, we'll roundhouse kick that one back to Louisville. You know, just hang up, hang with it. Top 25 program. Yeah. Um, the rest of y'all, if you're listening, it just makes me pissed off more at Carolina because we could just be in the conversation. But it's fine. Um, yeah, we're going to go over what we'll be doing for 2024 and through 2030. Didn't get a chance to talk about that today, but make sure you tune in tomorrow about where your teams will be. And we get a little basketball talk, some preseason. Um we got to talk about Louisville loss because I, I can't get over that one. And we'll get ready for your comments. So make sure you comment on this episode. Ask them some questions if you'd like to be read. Kenton is going to yet again be um, reading the comments for this week because apparently y'all like him better than me and that's fine. But make sure you tune in. We always appreciate you guys for stopping by. We always appreciate y'all for joining us. So for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.